Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. you allowing me to be here. I tell you what, what a great place. You guys have something special here. In the staff you have Chris and Heather leading the way. Here's what's fun is when you walk into a church and you, and you talk to just a few people. All right, I didn't get a chance to meet many of you, but I talked to th- three people told me this today. I'm three. Three. There, three people told me this today. Is They said, uh, I said, so how long have you been here? What's going on? Tell me a little bit about it. They said, and they told me a little bit of their story and three people said this. When I came to church here and I heard Pastor Chris speak. I knew this was the place I wanted to be. You don't get that everywhere. You don't you don't get that everywhere where I mean I I'd met, you know, eight or ten of you where I actually had a little bit of a conversation and, that, and I heard that from three people. They just started telling me, and my goodness, that is pretty amazing. As you guys got a, a special staff here, Derek, Meg, we, we love you guys and we appreciate you guys and what you're doing. But uh, it's been a fun year, hasn't it? <laughs> Right, anybody? Yeah, right. It's been a fun year, Kirby. You're already, I already lost the crowd. There's been nothing fun about this last this last year. But I got my wife is with me. Uh, we have been married 21 years. Is that right? Or is it longer, shorter? Did I do right? She's she's shaking her head. So, what's that? Is it, yeah, is it 22? I don't remember. It, I, it's my birthday this week, and I spent like an hour trying to figure out how old I was. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about when you get older? It's like, is it 46 or 47 this year? I just can't remember. So you start looking at, it's kind of one of those moments. Um, we got three kids. Um, they're all hockey players. Pray for us in a lot of ways. You know, we need miracles to happen financially, right? If you've ever had a hockey player, you know. Just a stick. But just if a stick breaks, it's only $350. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, just nothing. Everybody's just got that sitting around. But uh, no, so it's one of those moments. My, my 15-year-old son, he's on the JV team. My 8th eighth, my eighth grade daughter, she's 14. She's on the JV team. So finally, we have our Sundays free from that. But my 10-year-old, she played at 8.45 this morning. And so we missed that one today, but that kind of happens in the midst of this all. But now it is so just so good to be with you. And um, and this morning, just I'm just gonna see if my Bible will open. It's a good thing. My kids didn't put gum in there this time. No, they've never done that before. But have you guys ever faced battles? Anybody? Three people. That's good. I feel. Anybody ever been to a restaurant? Yeah. Okay, good. This is now. I feel like we've really connected, and because uh, I've been to one too, and so this is wonderful. <laughs> like you know, you asked that in COVID, and I was like, "Have I ever been to a restaurant before?" You know, like when everything shut down. Like that's been a long time. But uh, now, so you know, we all face battles. This has been one of those years uh, where, where I don't know where it's been, whether it's been. You know, maybe it's an emotional, maybe it's a relational, maybe it's a physical thing, maybe it's been, um, you know, you look at your your business and you're just like, what in the world are we going to do with our business? Uh, What are we going to do with our kids, right? Anybody? 
wondered that question, you know, like this year, like, okay, we, we're online learning? Yeah, right. It's more like we're just online, maybe. You know what I'm saying? There's like, there's not a whole lot of learning going on. It's just like, you know, we're, we're just trying to figure this life out. Like, all right, we've got, you know, we got kids and we're going to, now we're, now they're going to be home for the whole time and, and like we both work full-time jobs and now how are we going to do this? You know, all of these things that, that just go on in life and we've, it's been a year of ups, uh, not many, but a lot of downs and a lot of discouraging moments and, and then we're, we're working from home. That always is fun, right, for some people and for others as you're trying to work with your kids. Hey, Dad, Dad, I need this. You know, hey. And so it's, it's just been one of those, those moments. And so this morning, you know, it's kind of fun. I didn't tell people what I was going to speak, but then they start talking about the battles. Uh, the song, like we last saying we talked about the battles that we go on and, and the victories that we have in God. And sometimes, how many have ever been in a battle and you wonder where God is? You know, you're in the middle of a, a storm, and you're like, God, where in the world are you? Like, man, we just, you know, we're, we're trying to live right. We're trying to do the things, God, you ask us to do. And then we get in the middle of this thing, and we go, we're, you know, we're in the world. We just, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We lose our job, or our kids are going through something, or our family gets sick, or whatever is going on. And we just, we look at this and go, God, in the midst of this, I just wish I knew where you were. And so this morning, we're going to kind of just walk through that a little bit, and, and hopefully give you some things this morning that kind of are relatable to maybe where you're at, and some things that we can maybe do to kind of walk through this and just to notice that God's in the midst of it even sometimes we don't see him there Um, and sometimes I just think we need to be reminded of that and so this morning, if you have your Bibles, Second uh, Kings chapter 6. If you don't, it's going to be on the screen behind me, so you'll be able to follow along. But just let me read part of it here. Starting in verse 8, it says this, Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the, so the king of Israel checked on that place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. Right? You, th- you think it wouldn't? Right? I mean, think about this. So they're going to set up camp. They're at war with another country. They're getting ready to set up camp. And, and, and they're ready, ready to, to kind of pounce. And so they've got all these things. And, and then they get there and they wait and they wait and they wait. And they, the, the army never shows up. They're fighting. So then they come over here and like, okay, we know they're over here. We're going to go just, we know this is the direction they're going. This is what's going on. So we, they set up over here. And then, the, they, the, again, the army never comes. And so can you imagine the frustration the king of Aram is facing? And so, so it goes, this enraged the king of Aram. And he summoned his officers and demanded all of them, will you, will you not tell me which of us on, is, is on the side of the king of Israel? So he starts to ask, his, he starts to point for you, hey, look, are you telling him? Is there somebody in the midst that's, that's going before us and saying, no, hey, you got to be, watch out. We're, you know, is there, is there a traitor in the midst? Is there a traitor going on? Is there, and, and it's interesting what, what, he, what is said here. It says, they say, none of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, King of, uh, but Elisha tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. How many know that wouldn't be a good thing? Right? You know, like, we say some things in our bedroom that maybe we don't want to get out anywhere. But he's, he's like, man, he knows your deepest secrets. He knows what you're thinking. He knows, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can go into your closet and shut the door and speak it. But he knows. And, and I mean, to have one of those moments, I'm so glad that's not happening now, right? Like to you and to your life and to my own life. And, and then he says this. Here's what it goes on. Um... Go find out where he is, the king orders, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back, he's in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots, a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early next morning, an army with horses and chariots that surrounded the city. And he says this, O my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. 
Has that been one of the years, this year we've been in, where we've all asked that question? This question has probably been asked more than any maybe other question this last year. We've all had moments in our life where we ask this question, what are we going to do now? Oh my, you know, oh my Lord, what are we going to do? God, what are we going to do here? I can imagine the church asked this question last March. What are we going to do? Are we going to keep the doors open? Are we going to go online a little bit more so? Are we, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with our family? What are we going to do with our kids? And now you've got to do this more. What are we going to do with our business? What are we going to do with our marriage maybe? What are we going to do with you know, the things that we've just found out in our family that's going on or all this stuff we've asked? What are we going to do? Well, how are we going to teach our kids? What are we going to do with, with, with school? What are we going to do with... I mean, over and over and over again. This has been asked and, and it's been asked the election didn't go the way maybe we want it so what are we going to do you know all the race stuff the one what are we going to do i mean it's been one of those years of, of where we just kind of are trying to figure out what in the world are we going to do i don't like masks what am i going to do do i got to wear one all the time anybody like these masks that you have on i, I understand people wear them because you, we think we need to sometimes right i don't know if anybody just loves putting one on every time you walk in somewhere Right? It's not just thing. We under, I understand the whole piece of why we do it, and I get it, and, and some days it makes sense. You know, I was talking to any, we got any high school or middle school wrestlers. So I was talking to a wrestler the other day. And I'm like, hey, so how's wrestling? And so my kids are hockey players, so they've got masks on, or supposedly when they, wear, when they play, and if you have basketball kids or whatever, you're just wearing masks. And I was talking to a wrestler. It was such a because they don't have to wear masks when they wrestle. But one thing they can't do is they can't shake hands with their opponent before. <laughs> I'm like, you serious? Like, did you honestly just tell me that? Yeah, we can't shake hands before the match. You're going to touch every other part of their body. They're going to spit and put saliva all over you. Sweat is going to go everywhere. But yeah, you can't shake hands. I mean, some of the things they make up, you're just like, for real? Who was thinking about this one? Right? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But we've all been at this moment where we go, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? What, what's going to happen? And I think that's just been the question that's been asked over and over and over and over again. And so he wakes up, the, the servant wakes up, and he, he walks out and he looks, and then they're surrounded by the enemy. And, and he comes back and he goes, what are we going to do? He, he, says, he said, Elisha, what are we going to do? What, 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 what's going to happen? What's going to go on? And, and sometimes we've been in that moment where you just go, what in the world are we going to do? We, and here's, today I'm going to give you six things that we don't always see when, the, when we're in the middle of a battle. Six things, or maybe, maybe it's not even see, maybe it's sense. But we get in the midst of this thing and, and we just we don't see it, we don't sense it, we're just wondering where it is. And, and the first one is this, we don't always sense God's presence. Right? We don't sense the presence of God. You're walking through a situation, you're like, God, where are you? God, what's going on? What's happening? The guy, the guy wakes up, right? The, the, the servant wakes up and he looks out and he goes, God, where in the world are you? We've been, we've been faithful. I'm, I'm sure he's looking at Elisha going, yeah, real cool, Elisha. Why did you have to tell the, the, the Israelites, the king of Israel, where, 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 you know, where the enemy was going to be at? Because we wouldn't be in the predicament that we're in today with being surrounded by the enemy that wants to come and kill us and mess us up and take us out, right? We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. You know, I, I can imagine that conversation and I can imagine those thoughts like, oh, here we go. Why did I ever decide to hang out with this guy? This is going to be the end of it all. You know what I mean? But we have those moments where we want God, where are you? You find out the report that maybe your family member has cancer or somebody you know dies of cancer, of COVID or whatever it is. And you walk through the situation and you go, God, where are you in the midst of this? My business that I've been, I've been pouring my life into, now COVID hits. And, and maybe for some of you it's gone great. Maybe for others you've lost your job or, or it hasn't gone well. You've had to shut the doors and you're sitting, God, God, where are you? I've tried my best to, you know, you, I, you go to school and you try to learn online. 
and you're trying to pay attention, but you still don't understand. And you're like, God, I, I, God, you know, I've been trying to do this. I've been trying my best to figure this out, and it's just not working. And you wonder, you wonder in the midst of it. Sometimes we're in the midst of our battles, and we just don't even feel like God's anywhere in the midst. Anybody ever been there? We're just like, God, what in the world's happened? Look at your marriage and go, God, where in the world were you? In the midst of our biggest crisis, when the things feel like they're falling apart, maybe you're in the midst of that now. Or maybe you were a few years ago and you're just wondering, going, God, where in the world were you? I didn't even feel like you were there. I didn't feel like you were in the midst. Number two, some things we don't always see is, we don't always see his protection. We don't always see that he's there to protect us and to walk us through it, right? We see through our eyes what we see. We see, oh, oh we're in trouble. We don't see that God is in the midst, standing there trying to walk us through or trying to protect us. And we wonder, God, well, if you were here to protect us, why did this fall apart? Or why did this happen? Or why didn't this work? Or why? And so we wonder, some, you know, we wonder where in the midst this is. Oh, in the matter, the third thing is his provision. We wonder, God, when? And they're all going to be peas in case you were wondering. You know, because you can't have a great message unless they're all the same letter. So I, I, you know, I mean, you can, but I've just seen other people do this, and I thought I'd try it once. You know, like, in reality, like, I, I don't know. But, you know, his provision, we're like, God, okay, I thought you were going to be our provider. And I'm having a hard time paying my bills. I thought you were going to provide for us, and you're going to provide the energy or the strength or, God, or whatever it is we need. And you just sit in the middle of this, you go, God, we're, we're, in, the, we're in the world. Are you with, with what we're facing? We're... I thought you were going to provide. I thought that's what you do. I thought that's who you were. I thought that was part of your character. The fourth thing is we don't see his plan. God, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. We are surrounded by the enemy. They've got us surrounded. And God, we're done for. I don't see how we're getting out of this one. I don't see how we're going to make it. I don't see how we're going to get past this. The fifth thing is we don't sense his peace. Man, sometimes wouldn't it be just great when you're in the middle of it that you'd just be able to sense that the peace of God is there? But sometimes you just don't. You're nervous. You're worked up inside. You're questioning. You're wondering. And you just, you know, I thought, God, I thought you were God of peace. And He is. But sometimes in the midst of it, we just don't feel it. I mean, to be real, we just don't sense it. And the last thing is we don't see His power. We just don't see His power at work. We don't see Him show up. Maybe we need a healing and, and we're wondering, God, man, we know You have the power to heal. We don't, you know, sometimes we just need a, a breakthrough in our marriage and we're just like, man, God, just, we just show up in Your power and mend things together and change a heart or change my heart or change my husband or my wife's heart. And we sit in the midst of this and we're just like, God, where's Your power at? Where's, where is this thing? And I can remember back, me and my wife, we were married. We still are. <laughs> said to clarify like uh, we've been married a few years how many again <laughs> maybe I said it wrong earlier so we're, we're, we're married and we're trying to have kids and uh, I remember those moments and uh, we were doing what you were supposed to to have them they don't want to get any more detail than that like so we were going down that road and trying and and uh in practicing and working at it and do you want me to go farther? Or are you guys good? Okay, like, just want to make sure everybody's on the understanding what, what was going on. And so I remember, so, you know, a few years into this thing, it's not happening. It's not working. And I remember walking through that process of like, God, oh, where are you? We're in the midst of this battle. And so now we're six years into this thing. And we're going, where in the world are you, God? We've been trying for five, six years now. And it's not working. It's not happening. It's not, 
you know what, you know, we're just, we're wondering, we're trying to figure this out. We don't have, we just don't have peace in the process. We're wondering what God's plan is. We're, we're trying to figure out, God, that you're going to provide some way, shape, or form. We're, we just wish, God, that, that we knew, um, you know, what, you know, what was going to happen in the process. We, we would pray that, God, that just give us peace in the midst, but sometimes we just didn't have that. And we just want to know, God, where your presence is in the midst of this all. And so we're, anybody know that there's moments we all have. This is one for us. That this is what we're facing. And so we've gone to the doctor and we've done all the doctor's visits and uh, done all those things. What are they called, babe, that we did? Like infertility. That's the word I'm looking for. That's what I bring her with to help me. <laughs> so we're doing all the infertility stuff and trying to figure out. And, and so we get to this spot and we're trying to, what in the world do we do? And so, so we get to the, to, to the spot where we're like, okay, now we're at the big decision. Do we do in vitro or not? I don't know if anybody's been down the show, but that's a difficult process to walk through. And a difficult, even some questions in that of, is this something we should do or not do? And so we walked into this and we felt like, okay, it's something we're supposed to do. And, and so if you know about that process, it's like to, to go through that one time is, is you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars $14,000. And so now we're making youth pastor salary, which was not a lot of money. And I youth pastor a church for 20 years in a town, a town of 4,000 people. And so... I, there's, it's not like I've, they're paying me a ton and we're trying to figure out, do we do this? And we've taken all the steps and we're like, God, if we're going to go through this, you've got to provide some way, shape, or form. And so we do it once and it doesn't work. Right? And so now we're in the process. We're like, God, we thought we were supposed to do this. And now we're going through this. And so we felt like, you know, so now we're, we're just taking all the steps. And we get in the second process and we're like, all right, we're going to try it one more time and then we're just going to be done and we're going to just go through the next stages and we're just going to try to figure it out and, and we're just going to, you know, whatever. And so we get into the second process. We, again, the, we haven't told really anybody. Our parents know and that's about it. And then t- kind of as we get into the middle of the second one, we start, we just need some more people to pray with us. And so we start telling some of our youth leaders and stuff like that. And, but it wasn't something we'd been super open about. So we're going through the process. And I remember I walk into church one day. And again, we just, we get, we, we're getting calls from the doctor saying it's not going to look, it's not looking good, so don't expect it to work. And we're getting those moments, you know, where you just are wondering, where in the world is this going? How's this going to happen? What's going to, what's going to go on? And, and so, you know, it's, it's not good news that we're getting all these times. And so, um, so, so, you know, we get in the midst of this. And I remember walking to church one day. And the guy who, who I knew well, but he had no idea what we were going through. He walks up to me and he says, I was praying this week and God told me I'm supposed to give this to you. I was like, so he hands me a, a little like, card type thing. I'm like, hey, thanks, appreciate that. You know, so I put it in my pocket and go through church that day. I go home, open it up, and it's a check for $4,000. I go, okay. God, we hadn't told really anybody. There's no way this guy knows what we're facing. And yet in the midst of this, I start to see how many years into this, right? Seven years into this, I start to see that maybe God's providing some way, shape, or form in the midst of it. Even if it's not working, at least He's taking care of us a little bit financially. So we had done with this whole process. We'd spent like $24,000 on doctor bills in one year. And we walk out of the year, and, and somehow, some way, we have all of our bills paid. I don't have any idea, but it was things like that, that God just showed up in the midst that, man, in, in the whole time, we didn't feel like God was in the midst of it all. So my son, who was born in this process, was a twin. We lost one. Um, and we had, we had one ended up making it. And then they told us, you'll never have kids unless you do this again. Well, 11 months later, we have our second. You know, she couldn't keep her hands off me, but that's another story. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. 
But you know, it, but then, then a few months, a few years later, we have our third, and so again, none of our second two not having to do anything, or even though they told us that that was the, the thing. But you know, I can remember those moments where we were wondering, we were questioning, God, where in the world are you? What's going on? It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand all of those, and we all have those moments. In life, whether it's been this year or it's been in the past, we have those moments. And, and so I just want to walk through just, just some things where we can see. And, and you're going to see in the process how all six of these things were actually there in the story. He just didn't see it. He just didn't sense it. He just didn't know it. And so here's the, here's the next verse. So we'll, again, we just, we'll read that last one again. Just so verse 15, when the servant man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. And here's what the, first, the next verse says. Don't be afraid, the prophet, answer, the, pro, the prophet answered. Man, don't be afraid. If there's one word I could give you or one thing I could give you this morning is no matter it is, whatever it is you're facing, you're walking, th- walking, you're, you're walking through or going through, I could, if I could just say, well, if there's one piece of advice, don't be afraid. God's got this. God understands where you're at. He sees where you're at. He sees what you're walking through. He sees what you're going through. And even though maybe you can't see Him, even though you, don't, you can't feel Him, even though you don't see His plan or His purpose, or you, or you can't understand what's going on, it doesn't make sense, God's telling you this morning is if there's one thing you could do is just not be afraid. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to get there. Even if it maybe doesn't turn out the way you ideally wanted it to. Because sometimes we have our thought process. It's got to turn out this way or that way. But, but in the midst of it, it doesn't work always how we hope it would. But in the midst of it, God promised he'd always, He would never leave you or forsake you. He promised He'd always be there. He's always going to walk you through whatever it is you need. And so then it goes on to say, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I mean, Can you imagine this conversation? So he looks out and he sees the army is surrounded him. And, and the guy goes, hey, if you just check this out, there's more, of the, of, uh, more with us than them. And he looks at him and goes, you're an idiot. Do you not see what I see? Don't you see this? There's more of us than them. There's two of us. There's a whole army of them. Like, I mean, the, the conversation, I can't imagine what, what's going on inside. Like the guy looks at him and goes... You're off your rocker. I don't know what's wrong with you, but what I see, and some of you have read ahead, so you already know, but, but what I see is like, I see this, and there's more. No, there's not more. There's not more going on. There's not more happening. There's not more in the midst of this. And then he says, and then he goes on, and Elisha uh, prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked up, and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So he looks and he opens, he says, open his eyes. And all of a sudden his eyes are open to see what's really going on. He, real, he begins to see God is in the midst of this. That God's presence is there even though I didn't see it. Even though it didn't make sense. Even though my, my world was falling apart. Even though I was worried for my life. Even whatever it was. Whatever it is you're facing. He's sitting there and he's going, listen. In the midst of it, if we could just see. And I'll just say this. What really probably needs to happen is this. Is we need to change our perspective. See, but all these things we didn't see, power, whatever, that are really there, but we probably need is one last P is this, is we need to change our perspective. We need to realize that in the midst of it, even though I don't see it, God might be there. Even though I don't feel it, God might be there. Even though I, I, I don't understand it, God might be there. Even though my world might be falling apart, God is still there. Even in the midst of this. And sometimes if we get our eyes off of our situation and onto our God, it would change everything. But I, as we all know, that's super easy to say and really hard to do. 
right? In the midst of it all, can we just say, man, God, if, if you just help me to understand, even though I don't see it, I'm trusting you. Even though the resources aren't there, I'm trusting you. Even though the, the plan doesn't seem like it's going to work, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trusting that you're going to help me through it, that you're going to give me the steps in the order that I need them to walk through this. Even though that, whatever it is that you need, even though, God, I, I could really use you to show up in power and you haven't done so, I'm trusting that at the right moment you're going to walk into this situation and you're going to bring the power and the strength and the encouragement and whatever it is that I need. And so, then it goes on. So his eyes are open. He sees the chariots of fire. Now, here's what I love is that even though that's what the, the, the servant sees, that's not how God chooses us to, to bring deliverance. Isn't that interesting? So he goes, he sees the chariots of fire and he sees all this stuff, but yet God doesn't even use that to walk him through to the next piece. And sometimes God will show us a glimpse of who he is, but that's even not necessarily how he's going to use to walk us through it. How to get us through to the other side. And so then it goes on. So Elisha prayed. So as the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked them. I mean, what a great story. So whole armies coming down. I mean, I just wish I, I mean, I don't know if I wish I had this power of, of, of God to just trust God to just pray some crazy prayers. And, and I mean, well, whoever comes with the idea, you know, like, what would be a good idea now? They're coming to get me. God, maybe make them blind. You know what I'm saying? Like, this sounds like a cool thing. You know, like, I, you know, like maybe if, if they'd all just not be able to see, we'd be able to get out of this, right? And so, I mean, what's crazy about it is, is now all these people are blind. And here's what he does. He takes the, the, the whole army that had surrounded them and he marches them into the Israelite city. And so now when they, when he get, well, I'll read it. So you guys are like, just don't tell me the story. Just read it and we'll... So he strikes him with blindness. This is not the, so Elisha said, so he struck him with blindness and Elisha had asked. Elisha, Elisha told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of the men, these men so they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes and they looked and there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw this, he asked, Elisha, shall I, shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? I mean, we can, I mean, in the midst of this, I mean, can you imagine? So this army's been raiding your country. He's been raiding, the, he's been, they've been setting up camp and, and they've been trying to take out your troops for years. And this thing's happening and the, and the, and the war's going on. And they finally get them surrounded. Now they're in, I mean, it's just so funny. They're, they've surrounded Elisha and, and his servant. Now Elisha walks him into the city and now they're surrounded. And he asks, shall we kill him? And he doesn't just say it once. He's like, okay, shall we kill him or shall we kill him? Like he's in, should we get him? I mean, this is our time. Should we do this? Should we get them? And you know, I think that's kind of been the the moment. You guys ever heard of social media? Good. I don't go on it much, but I know it's it's something that, man, man, this last year has been crazy. Hasn't it? You've been on it at all. You watch what some people say. And some people do on social media. You're just like, what in the world are you thinking? Like, seriously? That you're you're going to stand on this hill and die on it? Like, you're going to lose friendships over what, over this or over that? Whether it's a political thing, a, a race thing, a mask thing? Are you, I mean, are we going to ch- choose to die on it? I mean, and we have, I, I mean, I go to churches and I, and I hear stories of people, what they're doing on social media. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, we're supposed to be the light of the world and we're, and we're, we're at the moment where we're kind of like, should I kill him, Lord? Should I kill him? You know, you know like, we're like, that's kind of our, our mindset. Like, are you, God, are you telling me to sick him? We don't ever pray. We just, we just respond, right? That's our problem. 
You know what I'm saying? We just like we just we just cut and we and we think our opinion is so important on social media that we just cut and we dive in and we dig in and we throw this and we throw that and we're just hoping that maybe it's gonna make a difference when we're turning everybody away. I mean that's kind of I mean it's like it's been so divisive this last few this last year especially. And the church is supposed to be a, 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 to stand up and love people and care about people, yet we've, come, we've even turned against one another. You know, I mean, I, I, no, I, I, here, you know, you'd never have anybody not want to come to church because they have to wear a mask. Or the other side of it. Right? I mean, that's just what happens. It seems like everywhere we're going, there's a, a battle of some sort. What's the church's stance going to be? What are we going to do on this? What are we going to do on that? And we have this, just this battle going on. And I, here's what I love about this story. As he says, should we kill him? Should we kill them? And here's what he says. Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill men you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them so they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. And after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away. And they returned to their home, to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel territory. What a great story. What did they do? What did they do to their enemy? They fed them. I don't know what some of you need to do in this room. But maybe it's been you and your husband have just been hitting a wall. And it's been a fight and it's been a battle. I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to take your spouse, whether it's your husband or your wife, and say, hey, mind if we just go get dinner tonight? Some of you, your kids have been, you've been at this thing and, and man, maybe it's, you've just been battling with your kids and it's been a, just a war at home. Maybe as a mom or dad, you just need to take your kid and go, instead of constantly getting on them, and it's always the only conversations you have, ever have are negative, maybe it's a moment where you just go, hey, would you mind just, can we just grab a bite to eat together? I just want to tell you what I think of you, and I love you, and I care about you. Do you ever think what might change if we just, how it might be different if we just change the way we approach things? Some of you maybe in this room, I started talking about social media, maybe you've done some things and said some things to people this last year that you just look at and go, why in the world did I do that? Why in the world did I say that? Or why, maybe you need to just send them a little note and say, hey, would you mind grabbing lunch together someday? I just want to talk to you about some stuff. I want to apologize to the way I acted, the things I said. Because here's the deal, and I, th- I think there's a principle here. Is that, man, when you're in the middle of a war, if we just look at some things and our perspective would change a little bit, maybe some things would change in the midst of it too. Because my favorite part of the story is it says the Arameans quit raiding the, the army, or the, I don't remember the exact wording, but they quit attacking Israel. All because of this moment where all they, all they did is feed them. They didn't just feed them, they fed them a feast. So I don't know this morning where you're at. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. But maybe you're in the midst of this whole battle. You're wondering, God, where, where are you? You're in the midst of this war, and a keyboard player can come. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to be done early. How many know when you go to church, that's always a good thing? <laughs> or, well, maybe not, but it is. I always think so. <laughs> and I'm a pastor, so... I said a lot through a lot of churches where I'm like, man, if we could just get on five minutes early, it should be great. But I do know this, that God's here in the midst this morning. No matter what it is you're facing, no matter what it is you're going through, no matter how hard of a year it's been, how difficult of a year it's been, maybe you just have been wondering, maybe today you're in the middle of a battle and you're just sitting in the middle of going, I wonder where you are. I wonder where you are in the midst of this room.
opposed to this struggle I'm going through in my marriage or with my kids or physically or financially or and emotionally the toll of what COVID has done it can take a toll it can put a lot of, it puts a lot of pressure that you've never had to walk through before it just does it, it puts a lot of pressure on the way you do things or don't do things or maybe you, you're, as a kid you're looking at it going man my grades I used to be an A student and now I'm getting C's and D's and you're just wondering what in the world I just haven't got it the last six months hasn't made sense. And you're the wonder in this thing. Well, God, I just wish you'd just walk me through this today. I just wish you'd give me just a little bit of a glimpse of who you are. And maybe, God, I just, I just need your peace. So would, just, would your presence just, man, just be released just for a moment here to let me know you're there. Let me know you're here to walk me through whatever it is we face and we're going through. And so, man, you're, you're in the room because I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to make you do anything weird. I do want to pray for you if that's okay today. Again, just nobody looking around. How many would say this morning as you sit in a room like today? And even as you sit here today, maybe as you look at your situation, as you look at what's going on, you just, you'd be honest enough to say, Karate, Karate, I don't even have a relationship with God. I'm sitting in a room today, I don't even know maybe who God is. I'm here today and Man, what a perfect place to be as a church. But today you're looking at something that was being said or something that's being done. This morning. You say, man, I just, I feel like I need God to be a part of my life. God to be a part of my situation. And so if you're just, you're sitting here, you're, you're watching online, you're looking at this thing, and you say, man, God, I just, I just need you to be a part of this. And I, I want you to be a part of it. You haven't been. I just need you. And you just, again, just, just quick, put your hand up, put it down. If anybody, hey, that's me. Again, nobody's just look around. Anybody say, hey, that's me. I need someone to way to see that God's in the midst. You just pray, God, would you pray this week, God, that, that in my situation that God would show up and say, hey, that's me. Just put your hand up real, real quick. I just want to be praying with you this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of hands. A lot of hands going on, man, in the middle of my battle. Let me, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pray with you. And then I'm just going to let her sing a song one time through. Is that cool? And I just want you to sit and just reflect for a second. Maybe let God speak to you. Maybe He'd bring somebody to your mind that you just know that, man, maybe this week you need to reach out to or you need to talk to or a relationship that you need to mend. Maybe there's in the moment you just think, God, I just need His presence here in the midst to, to walk into this room and show up. And so I'm just going to pray. And then she's going to sing a song. He's just going to kind of just, and then Derek's going to come after she's sung the song through one time. Just a, a moment for you and God to connect. Lord, I just thank you. As we sit in this room, that God, even though we may not understand, or we may not see, or we may have questions of where you're at, God, I just pray that today you just change our perspective. 
God, in this moment as we sit here, God, that number one, God, that you just bring peace. Lord, as you walk through this, Lord, the first thing that, the, that Elisha says is don't be afraid. And, and Lord, I know there's people in the room that are walking in fear, wondering if their business might have to shut down, if their marriage might fall apart, what they're going to do with their kids, how they're going to handle the next season of life, whatever it might be. But God, I just pray, God, that this morning that you'd give peace. God, that you'd walk into their situation. God, that you'd, God, that you'd just help them to, to process through it. God, just a change of perspective. Lord, I pray for those <coughs> this morning that... I was just wondering where your plan's at. God, we're, we're in the midst of this. I, I feel like there's no way out of this situation. We're in good, but God, I pray that you begin to reveal. God, for those that are just in need of your power to work in their life, Lord, that maybe need a miracle this morning. God, I pray that, God, supernaturally you might show up even this morning and bring healing. God, we know you're a God that heals. Lord, for those that maybe have been battling in our mind and there's been pressure and, 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 and all this stuff from work or whatever it might be, God, I just pray that, the, God, just the peace of God, the presence of God would walk into our, our situation. Lord, I ask that, God, today that God that you would provide for every need that's in this room financially, emotionally, relationally. God we ask that God that your your presence would be so real God in the midst of the battle that we're facing and we just pray God God that today God that you would be seen and understood for God what you're doing in the midst of our battle we pray in Jesus name in Jesus name. Amen. This has been a podcast of the Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.